Welcome in to the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast with your host, Minister Alvin Scales. And now, let's join in to today's program. Well, praise the Lord. It is a blessing and an honor to be here live with you today on this radio broadcast. And we thank you all for joining in and tuning in and listening in. And I pray that this broadcast is being a blessing to your soul and increasing your faith in the Lord Jesus. Today, I want to touch on the subject, where is Jesus in your life? Where is Jesus in your life? And for an opening scripture out of the book of Psalms, chapter 16, verses 8 and 9, the word of God says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. People of God, have you ever sat and just asked uh, yourself a question? Where is Jesus in my life? Well, if you've asked that question, what makes you keep him where he is in your life? Is he always before you or do you take the lead and leave him behind you? Is he at your right hand so that you shall not be moved by whatever obstacles may come your way? Where is Jesus in your life? Have you even invited him to come into your life or is he still standing at the door of your heart knocking, waiting for you to let him in? Do you know that he is with you? And are you sure that you are with him? Do you take Jesus with you wherever you go? Or do you just leave him in heaven until you decide to call on him when trouble comes your way? Where is Jesus in your life? Is everything going so good for you that you just don't need him right now? Some of us go through that. We feel high and mighty in this world and everything is going so good that we fail to realize how much we really and truly need Jesus. Are you the type that just doesn't need him until you need him? Do you treat Jesus like a tow truck? Hmm, what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean is this. See, a tow truck is just a tow truck, but there's always a tow truck available and waiting to assist us when we call the tow truck company. The only thing is that we never need a tow truck until our vehicle has broken down and it's no longer operational for us to drive. Then we have to call for the tow truck to come and pick us up. Does this sound like your relationship with Jesus? He is always available and waiting to assist us, but we only call on him when we're broken down and we need him to come and pick us up. Does this sound like the relationship that you have with the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior? Where is Jesus in your life? I will have you to know that no matter where we place Jesus in our lives, no matter how far we seem to have casted him away from us, and no matter how much we may continue to walk away from him and contrary to his will and to his way and do things under our own power, Jesus is always there 
and will always be there for us to save us, to help us in the time of need, and to comfort us when we need to be comforted. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. And so this means that he will never leave us nor forsake us, and this is according to his word, which he has never broken. He wants to abide in us and wants us to abide in him. This is by the will of God. If we don't abide in him, then there is a spirit that abides in us and will ultimately destroy us if we don't escape to the safety in the arms of Jesus Christ our Lord. In the book of Luke chapter 16 and verse 13, as Jesus was talking with his disciples and the Pharisees were listening, he said these words. He said, no man can serve two masters. For either he will love the one and hate the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Where is Jesus in your life? We cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve God and be servants of the devil as well. We cannot serve the Lord and serve the world as well. We cannot serve Jesus Christ and serve the enemy of Christ. We cannot serve the Holy Spirit and serve the evil spirits that come upon us to try to take us away from the God's Holy Spirit. We cannot serve the kingdom of God and seek after the riches in this world. We will either love the one and hate the other, or we will hold to the one and despise the other. Those who are not willing to let go of things in this world and the things that the enemy has used, us, has used on us to be the strongholds that bind us to him, will ultimately hate the ways of God and will actually despise God because we are not willing to give these things up in order to serve the Lord as he desires. We must abide only in Jesus in order to show our love to God and to serve him. We have to have his spirit abiding in us, and we have to have our spirit and our soul abiding in him. We must be willing to give it all up in order to fulfill the will of God for our lives. In John 15 and 4, Jesus said, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. If we keep Jesus active in our lives, if we keep him always before us, if we keep him the head of our lives, and if we always keep him with us because we are always with him and we don't go anywhere without him, then our struggles will be kept to a minimum and we will be able to make it through by and through Christ Jesus. Now, we are still going to go through trials and tribulations because Jesus told us that in his word. But he also told us to be of good cheer because everything that you and I could go through, everything that we would go through, and everything that we are going to go through in this world, Jesus has already overcome and conquered all of those things. 
So he will be there with us to go through the trials and the tribulations and will be there to get us through no matter what they are. That's good news today. But you have to know where Jesus is in your life. I mean, you have to know that, people of God. You cannot play around with this subject matter. Because if you take a look right now at the physical things that we love to have, I bet you right now this minute, you know where your cell phone is. I bet you right now this minute, you know where your credit cards are. You know exactly how much is there. You know all about it through and through. But do you know where Jesus is in your life? Do you know who he is for your life? Oh, people of God, you got to know where Jesus is in your life. In John chapter 16, verses 32 and 33, as Jesus spoke to his disciples and, and told them that they would be scattered from him, the word of God says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, saith the Lord Jesus. So even though we too were scattered from Jesus and left him there by himself, even though we too may have separated ourselves from him, even though we too have gone astray and left him alone. And even though some of us even today still don't know where Jesus is in our lives, he has told us that in him we would have peace. I tell you this because when we don't know Jesus, then we don't know peace. When we don't know where Jesus is in our lives, then we don't know where peace is in our lives. When we are lost in this world because we are in the world and of the world and conform to the ways of this world, then we will not have that peace that passes all understanding. In the book of Isaiah chapter 57 and 21, the word of God tells us, There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. We will be overcome by the trials and the tribulations that this world brings. But if you know who Jesus is, if you know where Jesus is in your life, because he is always with you, because he is always near you, because he is always before you, because you keep him at your right hand, we will overcome the trials and tribulations that this world brings. You can be of good cheer. We can be overcomers. And in fact, that life that we lived and we turned it over to Jesus has caused us to overcome even that old lifestyle. Some of us don't walk the way we used to walk. We don't talk the way we used to talk. In fact, we don't even live that same life that we used to live because we have overcome by the blood of the lamb when we received it and said, Lord, in you is where I want to dwell. In you is where I want to be. In you is where I 
need to be. Lord, I need you in my life. And you and I both know, people of God, that Jesus came immediately upon our calling because it is not his will that you and I would have been lost and died in that world of sin. And because of the grace and mercy of God, he's been so good to us, we overcame because we knew who to call and we knew where he was and we accepted and received him when he came and made his abode with you and I. Where is Jesus in your life? Now, there are some who believe that they like to pick scripture and say that they believe in this specific scripture. For many love John 3 and 16 that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Many people love that particular verse. And it, it, is, it is a verse that shows the love and understanding and the patience that God has with us and the extent that he went through to prove his love to you and I. But if all we be, do is believe in what the scripture says, that's, a good, that's, that's good, that's not bad. But we don't react to what the scripture is telling us and, and we leave out the rest of the word of God because we fail to receive it. Then what truly do you and I believe in? What is it that we believe in? Because if we believe in God, then we believe in Christ, then we have to believe that we have to turn from a life of sin. We have to believe that we have to get rid of the old man and his deeds. We have to believe that we have to come unto repentance and have a true spirit for the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to believe that if we call on him, we shall be saved. We have to believe that as Jesus told his disciples, follow me, we have to believe that we have to continue to follow. We also have to believe in the very word of God because Jesus said, these words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So if you're the kind of believer that never takes in the word of God and you have never read the Bible thoroughly, you have never fully understood it and you put it down after church service when you get home on Sunday morning, then what is it that you really believe? And in fact, do you really know who Jesus is without that word that he has given to us for us to know who he is? So that brings me to this question. What kind of believer are you? Are you the kind of believer that only believes in what you have heard about Jesus and that's all you feel you need to know about him? If that's all you need to do and to know, then you don't need to keep Jesus in such close proximities occupying your personal space with you all the time, right? Because you believe in what you heard, not what you know, what you have heard. So, if you believe in that and that's the extent of your belief, then you don't need Jesus all up in your mix, people of God. You don't need him right before you all the time. You don't need him taking up and invading your personal space with you, which with him in your personal space and in your soul, that's what makes you the new creature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. If any man be in Christ. 
Are you the kind of believer that does not need to put all of your trust in Jesus? You don't need to always totally rely on him, and you don't need to consult with him about every situation. You don't need him in every area of your life. What kind of believer are you? Are you the kind of believer that your life is so blessed because of Jesus that in that he has done all that you needed him to do for you and you, don't, you just don't need him right now. You've called him and asked him to do these things. He's done them. And so, Lord, thank you for what you did. I'm good right now. And the next time I need you, Lord, I'll, I'll make the call to you. Are you that kind of believer? Is that really a good, strong relationship if you are that kind of believer? Think about somebody that you love. And I know you've heard me touch on this subject matter. If you only speak to that person that you so-called love when they do something good for you. Let's say they get their income taxes and they got about five or $6,000 and they come and give you $2,000. Oh, it's some happy campers out there then and I love you, baby. So if that's the extent, what happens during the remainder of the year that they don't give you that kind of drop? Do you... Do you quit talking to them until next year and they come back around and, and everything is the same as it was in the prior year? That's not a good, strong relationship. And in fact, if you spend a lot of that time rejecting that person, oh, you're decreasing your relationship rather than increasing it. But back to Jesus. Do you need Jesus only when you are in a situation that you cannot handle on your own, so you call him up because there's nobody else to call. You've tried this. You've tried this person. You've tried this resource. Nobody has an answer for you. So last but not least, you try Jesus. And when you call on him for what you need, doesn't he show up? Doesn't he give you what you need right on time? Is that the extent of your relationship with Jesus? Because he's doing those things for you to embrace him, for you to cleave more and more to him. And in fact, if we strengthened our relationship and we were able to cleave to him more and more out of the blessings and not only because of the blessings, then we would have a lot more blessings. And in fact, our whole life would be what's called a blessed life. And a blessed life is actually a happy life. You're happy in life when you are blessed. And that's the kind of blessing that God wants for your life. Does Jesus always show up when you call him for those situations? And when he does and he performs yet another great work in your life through those situations... Do you once again give him a resting place and then call on him the next time you are in a difficult situation? Do we, in so many words, people of God, say, Jesus, I'm good. I called you when I needed you. I don't really need you right now. Thanks for what you did for me the last time. But now you can stay in heaven or stay at the church until such a time that I need you to come and see about me again. 
Is that the kind of relationship that you have with the Savior of your soul, with the Savior of the world? Where is Jesus in your life? People of God, Jesus wants to be so in your life that you can't see anything but him when you open your eyes. When you live another day's journey and you're focusing and concentrating on Jesus, that's the type of relationship that he wants to have with you and I. People of God, we have to actually change the way we think. And what I mean by that is it goes into the things that our minds are processing and thinking on on a daily basis. For instance, I've said this before. You and I know sin thoroughly. We know it in and out. We know a lot of the things in this world and what this world is made of, and we know them thoroughly. But people of God, do we know Jesus thoroughly? Do we know the word of God in and out and through and through? Because people of God, that's what we need to know. That's the most important thing that you could ever receive and learn in life is to know the way of the Lord. And I mean truly know it. So you ask yourself and do an evaluation. And if you're the kind of believer and you're the kind of person that has a, 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 an abstract relationship with the Lord, work on that. This is not any condemnation because Jesus said that he didn't come to bring condemnation. But this is a reality check so that you and I will know where the Lord is in our life because we are in the Lord. That's the only way that we're going to be in the kingdom of God. That's the only way we're going to dwell in the presence of God. That's the only way we're going to be able to abide in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit abide in us. We have to know where Jesus is in our lives. Please consider where Jesus is in your life and do some things necessary that you need to do to strengthen your relationship with him if you don't know where he is in your life. And if you haven't even accepted him, start right there. Confess that you have committed sin. Confess that you have lived a life of sin and say, Lord, I want a change in my life and only you can bring that change. We have to believe that he was born of the Virgin Mary, that he lived on the earth, that he came down from heaven, and that he came to redeem mankind by his blood, that he gave the ultimate sacrifice to redeem mankind from their sins and to uh, br bring reconciliation of mankind back to God. We have to believe all of these things. And then you say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior, and I want to, to, to dwell richly in you, Lord. Walk with me, build me up in you, establish and strengthen me in you. And then I would encourage you that once you've received the Lord, you open his word to get to know him. And if you've never read the Bible on your own, when, when God started calling me years ago, he told me this. I wanted to start at the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. 
God said, no, you need to know who Jesus is, so I want you to thoroughly know who he is. So he had me to start in the New Testament at Matthew chapter 1 and verse 1. And after I completed the New Testament, then I went back into Genesis and went all the way through. And I continue to do that each and every single day. Just by reading one chapter a day, you can know who Jesus is and you can establish your strength in him and you can let his word and his spirit begin to change your very nature and to work within you to the glory of God. God's calling you to a higher place in him and he wants you to identify where Jesus is in your life. And with that, I want to thank you so much for listening in to this radio broadcast. It is always a blessing and an honor to be of service to the Lord. And may God richly bless your soul. Amen. Walking in faith, no matter the trial and tribulation, stay in the race. Yeah. The enemy is staying in your space, so we gotta be diligent in the word, gotta stay on your face. Right. Times get tough, tough times we can't avoid. Now, be on guard, cause the enemy wanna destroy. Huh. He looking for new workers to employ, got my mind made up. Working for the kingdom, there's no greater joy. Hallelujah. So now we celebrate and be merry. Yeah. Today's a new day, those burdens don't have to carry. Nah. Being disobedient is scary, so come and praise his name with your boy, D. Rob and T. Terry. The Prophetic Sermon Broadcast is sponsored by The Service Club. 
for all your interior cleaning and painting needs. Call the Service Club at 513-406-8201, 513-406-8201, and ask for Alvin Scales. The Service Club is fully insured. The Service Club, a clean job from start to finish. You've been listening to the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast with Minister Alvin Scales. To correspond or to support this broadcast, you can write to the Prophetic Sermon Ministries, Post Office Box 14895, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45250, or call Minister Scales at 513-406-8201. That's 513-406-8201. And tune in next week at the same time for the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast on 1320 AM WCVG, the voice of Cincinnati. Sing, you are the same.